What's up, Conroe? This is Nerd Thug Sports. You are listening to 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. We are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and you are hanging out with us today on this eh, nice enough Thursday. Nice enough. Nice enough. Um, you know, you don't want to give a Thursday too much credit because it's not a Friday. It's almost there. It's almost. It's it's like Friday's fun friend, but it's not a Friday. Not quite there yet. Uh, this is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is Little Brother Nico. That's me. And of course, you can always check us out uh, at com, streaming worldwide, or on facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Um, yeah, what's up? Uh, nothing. Just come back from uh, Austin, making my top eight at my card game tournament. Ooh, okay, we're going to get to that. One of the segments, we'll talk about the trip. We'll, we'll cover the Nico journey. She's like a like a little mouse. She's like Fifle goes west. There right. are no cats in America. Um, Except there are, and that's a lie. But it, well, but they were mouse people. So like their their dream of a beautiful place was a place with no cats. So they're just racists. I mean, they don't want to get eaten. Is I that guess. racism? I mean, it could be. Cats usually eat you. Yeah, but is that proven in their world? Is that like an accurate statement? Yeah, like cats are like aggressive. Yeah, oh, okay. they're they're Russian when they come over. Ah, I see. It's like an Im- it's. I think the first one's called them like an immigrant's tail or something like that, and it's about the mice people. Is it like tails spelled like tails because so it's a mouse? I think probably. Oh man, probably. And like the mouse's name is Fifel. His name is Fifel. Fifel, and like so, when you get older, like you realize Fifel's a really weird name. But when you're a kid, you're like, of course, the mouse's name Fifel. Duh, I love I love kid logic like that. They're yeah. like, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, his name's Fifel, so it's it's always Fifel. Like, why wouldn't it be Fifel? Now that I'm older, I'm like, why is it Fifel? <laughs> why? <laughs> Who put together a movie and then named the mouse Fifel? Um, so this is Fifel. So Fifel's character is one who is afraid of cats and is trying to get to America to live a better life. Uh, I feel like we need to watch that movie again just as a country. <laughs> um, anyway, it's Nerd Thug Sports. It's a, It's been a crazy week. The playoffs are going on in the NBA. Uh, I have a really interesting baseball story, and then we have a fun little like personal story on uh, from college softball. It's kind of All interesting. Right. Interesting. And then we will obviously we'll cover the Nico trip, and if we have time, we'll talk about Drake. Drake? Drake. That's- Drake right. has tried so hard in his entire career to just be sports related, and so is he. He finally did it. He's finally in the sports news. I can't believe it. There's actually a lot of people think there's like a Drake curse. So that makes sense. Yeah, because um, like everybody he wears a jersey of, it doesn't work out. Wow, that is a curse. Okay, so we've talked often on this show about how if you're a young athlete the most successful options for you are more likely to be basketball or football than yep. it is to be baseball correct a 19 year old is breaking the mold he is changing the way the system works oh okay so if you recall, when we've discussed it, we've kind of talked around a little bit because the baseball rules are really boring and it's really dumb to get into them. Right. But essentially, uh, if you're a young player drafted by a team, they can control your future for several years if they draft you. Right. Okay? Um, now, here's one of the dumb rules. The baseball teams can't get, can't 
ask you or force you to give any medical information. They can't evaluate you until after they've drafted you and you sign with them. So in the NFL draft, what they do is everybody goes and they go to one place, a combine, and all the teams bring doctors and specialists and they measure you and they make you jump and they do interviews and all. And the NBA does something very similar. Uh, in Major League Baseball, they don't do combines. There's just high school players and college players who just declare. They all go on a list. Your scouts have been watching people and chasing people all year, so they know, you know, roundabouts who to who you should want. Mm. Um, so this kid was taken out of high school, and he was drafted number eight. That's not bad. By the Atlanta Braves. All right. The number eight slot in that year's draft should have received a signing bonus around $4.95 million, somewhere in that range. The Braves, however, believed he was injured and wasn't telling them. And again, there's really no way. There's to no basis. There's no way to know this one way or the other. Right. So essentially, the Braves are starting this relationship off bad by saying you're hurt and you're probably lying to us about it. Um, and they make him a low ball signing bonus offer of around $2 million. So instead, he said, no, nah, I'm good. He declines to sign. He goes to junior college for a year. Uh, and it was looking more and more like he would be taken in the second round if he re-entered the draft, which he is eligible to do in another year. So instead, he is signing a six-year contract with Japan. Nice. For $7 million. Oh, nice. Um, which will make it so that let's say he plays well over these next few years. He'll be 25 and a free agent eligible to sign a long-term contract with any Major League Baseball team with this, when this Japan deal is up. So he'll be in complete control of his destiny. What an absolute madman. I love it. Uh, so he he is, to quote Game of Thrones, broken the wheel. He has. Um. Okay. So here's here's the finances if he'd have stayed. Uh, if he'd have been with the Class A affiliate, uh, he'd had a signing bonus. He could have the two million dollars basically, right? But in 2020, he would have made ten grand for the season. Um, uh, 2021, he probably would have made somewhere in that same range. And the Braves would have controlled him for six and three quarter years before free agency. In 2022, 2023, and 2024, he would make the major league minimum, which let's say it gets a new bump. Uh, this ESPN article is sourcing it around 750 grand. Um, his deal in Japan guarantees him three million more than the four million he should have gotten by being drafted eighth. Nice. So. He'll be a foreign professional, which means he's no longer subject to Major League Baseball's draft rules and team controls. This just seems like the way to go. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so when NBA players, when, when, when there, there's a class of player that's called the one-and-dones, which are these high school super-athletes who are good enough to be drafted by NBA teams, but the NBA has a rule that says you have to be one year removed from high school. So these players wind up going to colleges for one, one year. year. And the the most interesting part about that, 
Bobby Knight pointed this out to me. Uh, or not to me personally, but to the world. To you personally. To he me, contacted I, you to tell I, you. I, dude, if I, I would have a lot of... If I ever met Bobby Knight, I'd have a lot of questions for him. Um, but it was pointed out, very interestingly enough, that the way college schedules work, literally when March Madness is happening... A college student that's a one and done doesn't even have to be in class anymore because the grade reporting for semester two doesn't happen until after all the basketball stuff is done. So if if a player registers for the first semester of college and passes it, they could, in theory, be registered at the college but blowing off every single class second semester still compete in the tournament, not get to school in trouble, and be a one-and-done. That seems like the play, man. So literally, they're forcing these kids to go to college for a semester. Are you doing anybody a favor? No. By making someone spend six months at college? No. And what? plus, college isn't even that bad. It's the easiest schedule to have in their life. Well, and colleges take care of these athletes, too. Right, they're not like it's not like you have to you know pay for all your books, pay for all this stuff. Right when I well, when I was so when I went to the University of Alabama, uh, there was a student cafeteria and then there was a student athlete cafeteria, and they have the best stuff. And the meal plans were exactly the same. The cost was, uh, and I had some buddies that I had made friends with that were actually on the basketball team, and I, I got to. Yeah, they they would they would basically I would I don't want to say sneak because it wasn't a sneak. I walked to the front door and swiped my lunch card, but I'm in the middle of all of them, and so nobody is going to single me out because right. be, I'm with six other athletes as we're walking in get to get lunches, and their lunches were like pork chops and steaks and potatoes, and like at the other place it's like they'll make sandwiches and omelets, and there I mean there's other stuff. I'm not saying like it was bad, but it wasn't pork chops and steaks and omelets like. Come on, man. And so this concept that, like, it's not equal, and the athletes are super taken care of. Right. Um, Also, uh, growing up in spring, uh, everybody knew the story of Ben Gay, who chose to go to Baylor, which is a private college. Well, the Baylor alumni wanted him to succeed because they wanted to have one of the best running backs in the country for three years. So they hired private tutors to basically help him with all of his classes. Awesome. I mean, things like... Doesn't take a right, right. So like, there's all these loopholes and all these ways people get around stuff. But baseball's been one of those ones that tries to control players to this crazy extreme degree, which I think is interesting. That that's been the structure for like a long time. I feel like yeah, it's been the structure forever. But that's like so. Think about back in the day when nobody ever spoke out and wanted to like free agency didn't exist in sports. Like someone had to sue to create the opportunity, and then the leagues adapted. But baseball's never really been a challenged sport in that way. People don't challenge the system. I just think it's weird because and the NBA and NFL have changed so much, especially in recent years. Like the 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 NBA is always making like interesting like plays. Like you always talk about how they're the most progressive league. Right. But Major League Baseball has just probably been stuck like twenty years in the past. Well, like well that's that's so that's part of the issue with Major League Baseball. Like they their viewership amongst young people is always declining. Every year it gets lower and lower and lower. They tinker with stuff, but the baseball purists, and I use the finger quotes and a heavy eye roll there, don't believe in making these progressive changes. They get frustrated when people are like, how can we make baseball better? And they're like, it's baseball. It's America's pastime. It is better. 
And that's not true anymore. It's just not. That's just not how we play this the, game. Right. Things change, and you got to adapt with the times. The NFL changes rules. The NBA changes rules. They all change with the times. But Major League Baseball, this is the first real challenge to this structure. Uh, and then just to kind of sum up my point about the NBA, so the one and dones, sometimes if they can't go to the colleges they want to go to for s- score reasons, they play a year overseas. There's been several kids who go and play in, like, Turkey and in, in Istanbul and in Israel and in, in Europe, and they go play for one year, two years, and they make 2 or $3 million, and they're learning how to be a professional already. And then they come back. Some of them do. Some of them do, and it's it's and some of them it's, stay. it's been a mixed bag, the ones who came back. Uh, but part of that is also probably because maybe they weren't as great as their people told them they were. And you fi- you only find that out by drafting. The NBA is loaded with people who shouldn't have been drafted or got drafted and then just completely failed. Um, and so that being said, it's just really interesting that this guy is like, you know what? I'm going to go to Japan. I'm just going to go play in Japan then. Forget this. Uh, it's a, It's a crazy concept to me. Uh, but good for him. I hope it works out, and I hope this right. starts to become the model. Uh, you know, the Astros notoriously had an issue a while back where they drafted a guy, and it just wasn't uh, a, a Pell. We drafted him, and then it turns out he's got a blown elbow, and he's a pitcher, and he never really developed for us. Uh, now, the pick we got back by basically losing him wound up being uh, Alex Bregman, I believe, off the top of my head as we're, as we're talking about it, uh, which is— So that worked out. It worked out great. But I mean, it's it's a frustrating thing at the time because you're like, uh, you Wait just drafted a guy, yeah, and then he can't do be a pitcher. So this reinventing the will thing is kind of a nice deal, breaking the will. All right, we've, we're way over. You've already given me the sign like three times. We'll jump out for a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Flick Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. All right, Conroe, what's going on? This is Nerd Thug Sports. You're hanging out with Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Yep, that's me. All right. For a second, I thought you forgot who I was. Uh, I was trying to build suspense. Uh, I see. Could be anyone. I mean, it's still just Nico. I mean, it's still just me. Right, but it could be anyone else. Anyone. Nico, um, let's say you're a successful athlete. All right. I mean, I am. Card game athlete right here. <sighs> sort of Made top you. eight. <laughs> sort of hate you. Um, <laughs> how bad would you want to win a championship? How bad would you want to be a competitor? If I was successful and I was good, I'd I'd want one pretty bad. Like you, you would, you would. What would you risk to compete? Ah, uh, that's a hard question, because like I wouldn't want to risk the rest of my career, but I might. Okay, so so against the advice of doctors, would you play? Mm, probably not. 
All right, I'm going to tell you about UCLA softball's Stevie Wiz. W-I-S-Z. Wiz. Wiz. So Stevie Wiz. It's a very pretty girl. We got a lot of pictures over here in this article. Um, College softball. College softball for UCLA. She was diagnosed with a aortic stenosis. It's the severe narrowing of the aorta as it branches out from the heart. Her aortic valve is 116th the size it should be. Well, that's not good. Um, she was told at some point she will need open heart surgery to save her life. That's terrifying. She has chosen to postpone it to keep playing softball. Okay. So now the colleges are just like, they're just keeping track of her. Um, this is, I mean, this story is crazy. Okay. Uh, she had to have one surgery already once. That she tried to play through. In the summer of 2006, after fourth grade, doctors said it was time for a surgery. And because over time, the blood leaking back into her heart went from a mild problem to moderate to severe. So she's already gone through this once. And yeah. Would you, would you compete in a sport with your team? Against the advice of doctors. Well, I think the sport here is relevant because it sounds like, you know, it's softball. Because I know, isn't there like a rule where you could have someone else run for you, but you hit? I mean, you could be subbed for, but that does remove you from the game. So, okay, here's here's the... Uh, okay, I, man, this is crazy to me. All right, so she's 21 years old now. She's reached a point now where her heart is 100% reliant on the pacemaker. If the pacemaker stops, she collapses. The leakage in her aorta is again severe, so she is now due for another surgery. Uh, she's hustling, though. It says in last year's Women's College World Series, she leapt at the fence to rob Florida's Janelle Wheaton of a go-ahead home run. And in April, she made a face-first diving catch on a sinking liner to preserve a 1-0 victory. Um, I... She has two of her own doctors, plus the UCLA team doctor. They've all medically cleared her to play, but she's also had issues. Uh, they've, they've had a couple of practices where they thought that she was going to pass out, and other players during practices have stopped what they're doing to make sure she's okay. Um, would you, at that point, would you do it? Like, if I was her? Yeah. Mm, I mean, if I've already gotten cleared by my doctor. <laughs> but cleared cleared in the sense that, like, you can't hurt this more, but also the reality is you need to be taking care of this. That's fair. Like, the second she is willing, they are going to cut her open and, and fix this. So it's not like it's a... I don't think anyone means that it's, like, okay. Like, not clear in the sense that, like, oh, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're good. It's it's clear in the sense that you, you're not going to die. You can't make it any worse. You won't die from it. You can't make it any worse, but you definitely, you definitely need to see a doctor as soon as possible. That would make sense. Would you would you play? Uh, 
well, is this going to be my final season? Like, I feel like there's more At 21? Uh, probably not. Prob- no, probably. Oh, yeah, this, uh, this would be her third season. Oh, yeah. This is college. Yeah. So, probably. Mm. Probably. Yeah, I would do it. You would you would you would play through? Yeah, if it's my final season, then yes. If it was like, but how do you got to get to your final season too? So like, let's say there's going to be one more year, you got to keep playing, right? Like, would this is the middle? Like, let's say it's the middle of her career, would you still do it? Probably not. Like it, like I feel like she's in a position where if it, like if she's going to take this farther for like the next two three years, and I think she should sit out a year to recover, get the surgery. Get better, get, get better, and then come back at in a better place rather than about to die or like possible heart failure on the field or something tragic. Is, is there any is there any level in which you're like you would be willing to risk your life for sports? Um, like what do you mean by that? Well, this I mean she's potentially. Like the doctors say, you know, you won't, you can't get worse, but it's, I mean, she's having bleeding back into her heart. She could die. Right. I don't know. It's just. Is it hard because like we're not that level of athlete? Right. Like it's hard to think about. I don't know. Cause like either way, cause like if it was my last season and like, this is what I want to end on. Like it'd be tragic if I die. <laughs> But right. like if I played through it, it'd be like, well, I played through this crazy thing that happened to me. Well, let's be clear. People have died playing sports. Right. This wouldn't be the first time someone's Lynn died. Lynn Bias, um, well, he didn't die playing sports. He actually died of a cocaine overdose after being drafted number one by the Celtics. But he was like a once-in-a-generation player. The Celtics win the first pick in the draft. They draft him. And then and he dies. And he, he dies like two, like within two months of the draft, he, he's dead. Um, there was a, there was a guy who passed out on the court. He collapsed and I think it was UNLV, uh, UNLV famously for a couple of years had this like crazy up tempo running gun style offense in like the eighties. And I believe they had a center who was part of this, this just crazy pro like he was kind of the engine that made it all go. And he had an enlarged heart and no one had caught it through any of the physicals or anything and collapsed on the court and then died. It's just tragic. <laughs> it is, right? And then you got to like... So here's the thing, because uh, I have Zach Attack, our buddy. He regularly makes fun of sports in this concept, where he says it's all pretend. Like, it's all for imaginary stuff, right? Right. Winning a Super Bowl doesn't actually, like... Like, yes, for the people who win it, it does financially change our life. Uh, but overall, it's a bunch of people playing a game for fun for an imaginary award is it worth dying for yeah and i think it's also fair to mention this is college where it may not even be her career oh yeah especially softball right right i don't believe there's any sort of professional softball league of any real merit not nationally there might be some tours and stuff and i think there's i think softball is occasionally an olympic international sport that she can stay if she's good enough I don't know that right. she's even good enough. Right. You know, so she, like dying for a college sport you wouldn't do under other circumstances. Like if you're a middle tier player at a big ish university who 
Yeah, if I play like 30 plays a game, 25 plays a game, and they're like, hey, listen, we got to shut this thing down. I'm not going to be really heartbroken. No, I would probably be heartbroken, but I also don't think I would fight that. I don't think there's any right reason or logic to being like, oh, no, I'm I'm totally. I need this. I, I need this in my life. Yeah, I need to I need to be wearing these shoulder pads for four hours on Saturdays. And I need and I reject the hypothesis that I'm not important. Like they need me or they'll lose. Right. Um. I mean, unless I'm the, like the field goal kicker, although. When I was at University of Alabama, was the year their field goal, uh, not their field goal kicker, their punter, he blew his knee. Oh, no. He played two more games on a blown knee. Nice. He then hurt the other knee. Oh, excellent. They had open uh, tryouts. Knees. They had open knees. Open knee surgery. (laughs) They they had open tryouts, literally campus-wide. Anyone who's registered at University of Alabama, please come and try and punt a ball. Like, we need. Did you do it? Uh, there was, it was literally like a, like a line wrapped around the stadium. Like I was, I, we went up there to me and some buddies. We were going to be like, we were just going to go screw around and see if we could try. And, uh, I, I hadn't even like thought about how to punt and you know what I mean? Like then you came to the thing and you're like, Oh, there's like 20,000 yeah. people. Yeah. We were, we saw that it was like, there were going to be people there watching people punt all day. The kid wound up staying on the roster and punting for like two more games after both knees were torn. What an absolute unit. Uh, also, we had a quarterback at the time who, on a crucial play, this was like s- silly funny. On a crucial play, he squeezed the ball too hard and it popped behind him. It's like a like we're trying to make a game-winning drive. We really, really need it. And it's like, okay, our punter can kick with no knees, but our quarterback can't hold the football. <laughs> Dumb. Not a good feeling. Also, everyone who was on that football team was driving luxury vehicles around campus. Yeah, because college sports. Right. Uh, we're going to jump out here. When we come back, we got more Nerdflix Sports coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is Little Brother Nico. That's me. And we are hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. We're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Radio, And you can leave comments, messages, um, phone numbers. You know, I'm just saying, what up, Conroe? Word up. Talk to me, ladies. Bird up. Yeah. Um, so, Nico. What's up? Before we get too far into this. Can you tell everybody about our friends at Cox ATA? Yes, you can. They got two locations, one in Magnolia and one in Conroe. Uh, leader of martial arts uh, in North Houston. They got all kinds of stuff that you can do there, obviously. Taekwondo. Yeah. Uh, they also have uh, stuff for the, the little ones. They got self-defense courses. Tai tiny chi. tigers. Yeah, tiny tigers. Uh, they have Tai Chi. They have various uh, courses that you can take. Mention Earth Thug Radio. You get a whole two free weeks of training. This is a great way to get a head start. You know, 
summer. Summer's, summer's coming up. Summer's so coming up. So the kids are going to be in the house. They got a lot of energy. They got stuff to do. You, you take them to the taekwondo. And you tell you tell uh, you tell Mr. Cox and uh, his team to just just whip my kid into shape. Exhaust him with taekwondo. Right, it's a good way to teach discipline and stuff. It it really is. It gets you some life skills too. So absolutely, because they uh they build leaders. They teach life skills. They leave a legacy. See what I did there? Yeah. See what I, I did like there? It. I like pretty it. Pretty good, right? Yeah. 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 You go on a trip. You come back uh, almost as good as when you left. Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> so anyway, you. I'm now a professional video gamer. Yep. Post comic palooza. Yep. And you. Uh, played in a competitive card game tournament, and you finished top eight. How many people? Uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine. So this is cool. Like I went on a bunch of uh trips and adventures when I was your age with my buddies. We we once drove all all across the south, and there are some really funny and some really stupid stories from that adventurous week. And then we also did like the Texas Triangle the following summer. Where for like a week we just drove around all the different Texas stuff. We we went to like the caves and Bastrop and stuff like that. Um, we drove up there Bastrop. Yeah? yeah, there's caves there. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. Um, so you and some buddies. Yeah. So how many people? Uh, seven of us total. Seven total. Yep. So a three-hour tour. I was which like two and a half, but yeah, basically. Which one's the professor? Which one was Gilligan? I don't know. That's a really good question. You don't know. I have no idea. If you don't know who's Gilligan, you're Gilligan. I'm Gilligan. I knew it. It's like if you look around your group of friends and you don't know which one's the dummy. Oh, it's definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, I know who the dummy is. I was being nice. I know who the dummy is. Okay, so so you and some buddies. Uh, all dudes? Yes. Bro trip. Dudes. Okay. Super bro trip. Two cars? Two cars. Seven people. Seven people, two cars. Okay, so what'd you got? You said you said you guys checked out an Airbnb, huh? Yeah, we got an Airbnb. That's smart. You guys are way smarter than us. Yeah, because I was like trying to buy hotel rooms is gonna be so expensive for seven people. It is. You're not right. happening because that's like at least two, three rooms. What you probably would would have should have done if you were gonna do a hotel room would be a suite. Right. So I was like, well, Airbnb, you can just rent out like homes, a whole house. Yeah. So I literally was just like. For the weekend, everybody pitched in for their for their stay. We got to we drove there. Did everyone pay equal? Yeah. Is there any guy who's like, I'll pay less and just be the couch guy? No. We all paid the same amount. That's democracy. That is democracy. <laughs> or communism. I don't know. Yeah, it could be either one. It could be either one. But it feels like democracy. Everyone gets a vote. Right. So you find this house. You're in Austin, right? Yeah. Austin. Okay. Well, we're right out. We're, the house is right out. Of Austin, it's like Flugerville or whatever. It's okay, like, it's like a twenty-minute drive. To I'm Austin. familiar with Flugerville. You've been to Fluger? I I know the Flugerville. I so that's where that's where we ended up staying. Uh, it's a nice place. Small, it's like three bedrooms, but you know, like two beds per room. Oh, like they're like, like Airbnb ready. Yeah. Okay. And they have like a little Roomba and like. How far away? Oh, really? A Roomba? Yeah. They have a so it Roomba. just like drives around and vacuums everything. Right. They're like set the Roomba whenever you feel like it. It'll go back to its little house. What? It's got like a little charging port that like if it gets tired it goes back there. You should have like taped something to the top of it, like like a, a name, shark fin. Like, yeah, or like <laughs> a name tag. Just something to give a little personality. Right. Well, well thank you, Roomba. You do good work. <laughs> you do good work, Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so then is it a how far are you from the store? Uh it's about twenty five minutes. That's not bad. No, not at all. That's that's a normal drive to any card shop we are we are anyways. So. Yeah, right. 
So, we're like, so hey. how many people played? Uh, all all seven of us played. No, I mean overall. What do you mean? Like how many people entered the event? Oh, uh, twenty nine. Okay, all right. Now this was a this was like a big event though. This is like a big scheduled yeah, yeah, event, right? Yeah, it's a scheduled. It's event. It's not like a weekend event, right? No, it's a uh, Bucci Road calls they calls them shop challenges, and so they usually so these they give out like promo cards and uh, the store gives other prizing and stuff. Okay, all right. And uh, out of twenty nine people, I out of uh, Swiss I made it top. I was number five. So I played four in top eight, and then I went one and two, and then was cut because it's elimination at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It goes from eight to four. Yeah. So you lost in the first round of, like, the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's cool, though. Well, it's my first time topping an event, especially of that size. And was it fun? Did you have fun? Oh, yeah, it was a blast. I I started off the, the day with a really terrible loss. Those are, And then you got to... You got to rally, right? So, for those who don't know, and these in these events like that, it's structured in such a way where you're going to play anywhere between three and five rounds of competitive gaming, and then based on record and then based on points, they seed people. So, like if there's two people who are undefeated, whoever had the most points is the one seed, then the two seed, and then so on down the standings, and that's how you get a top eight. So, when you go into this event. If you lose your opening match, you basically know you need to win probably all of them. You can maybe lose one and sneak in at the bottom. Right. Uh, it's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, I ended up. Uh, so I ended up having to come back, kid, and then I won the next four in a row. Look at that, and that's kind of a fun feeling too, right? So like, for people who don't go to something like this, it's it's fun. You should. Definitely go to a nerd store and play in a competitive game of some kind. What happens is, so now that you're 0-1, you you go to what everyone jokingly calls like a loser's table or a loser's bracket. So you go to the very bottom. And so then as you win, you move your way up the tables and you get to see, you're like, oh man, like I'm like one win away from being in the top eight. Like, oh, I'm number I'm at table I'm at table seven right now. Like, oh, that's Yeah, like I win, I'm in. Yeah. That's a cool feeling. That's a cool feeling. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was coming into my last round, I was I was a uh, three and one, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, <laughs> we make it. This is pretty cool." And um, it, it's a, it's a scary moment at that point, right? Because like, if you lose, you're probably not in. Right. Yeah. And then if I win, I'm in. Because um, like, I, as soon as I sat down, I was at like table three. And you're like, "Oh, if I win, I stay here." Right. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, my final round opponent ended up going into top eight as well as number eight. <laughs> oh, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So does that make you feel like, oh, I could have made it either way? Yeah, because I would have lost against him, and I would have basically. But I think he played higher opponents because he was oh, three so and one at that so point. So he was like the higher ranked three, yeah. two, three and two. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like it was. It was a little bit nerve wracking, especially yeah. like he played the deck that I used to, um, um, but has notoriously treated me bad. Like, there's a card you need for that deck to work, and legitimately, out of another five-round tournament that I played, I didn't open it a single time. So, yeah. And it's not even like, oh, it's like a one-of in, like, a 50-card deck. No, it's like an eight-of in, like, a 50-card deck. You got eight of them, and you didn't get one. That's almost like, that's the worst. I remember a long time ago, I played Magic the Gathering, and I had a... uh I had a deck that was based around he was like they were like these kind of like big ant things mm-hmm. and each of them each each one was you could have you could play all five colors obviously and each color 
would like share a power. So like, oh, oh the red the ants would give everyone the slivers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The red ants, the slivers, the red slivers would give everyone like poison, and the the blue ones would give all the slivers flight. And so like each one of them gave them. So eventually, you could have like a massive board where they all have all have crazy powers. Right. They could all be three three with flying and with all these different stuff. And so like every time you brought one out, it made all of them better. Right. Um. And then, like, the coolest thing was there was a Sliver Queen who, once once you had her, you could just pay X amount, and she would just make more Slivers every turn. And I had four of her in my deck, and I, I could never... Never see her. I never pulled her playing anyone else ever. And, like, there would be times where I'd be like, I know, and you shuffle, like, you're going through after the match, you're like, where... And you're like, oh, they're all, like, the next three cards would be Sliver Queens, and you're like... Cool. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for the info. Cool. Match is over now. Cool. Cool. Um. Yeah. It's it, it, that's just kind of always like luck of the draw, right? Right. It's frustrating part of it. Yeah. I think that's why I like Hero Clicks a little bit more because you don't have to draw anything. You don't have to draw anything. There's a lot more. I feel like there's a lot more skill, but also dice. Dice hurt a lot. Dice do hurt, but to okay. me, dice are all are the same as drawing a card, right? Right. But instead of being like, oh, I can't get my Sliver Queen out, like, I, I start with my Sliver Queen, now I just need to be able to hit with my Sliver Queen attacks. Right. Again, we, we famously playtested a bunch of times, and I beat you every <laughs> single time. And then we ended yeah. up playing in tournament, and I was like, well, this isn't too bad. I'm playing you. I beat you every time in testing, and I couldn't hit a single attack roll. That's right. I beat I lost. I beat you in, like, four rounds. Because I literally couldn't hit anything. I spanked you. It was real bad. It was real bad. I actually, I actually, it's one of the few times I felt bad about beating you, because when we sat down, I was like, I, I had, we, I had lost my opening one, and so would you. We sit down to play, and I'm thinking, man, I'm gonna be zero two, and I gotta, I gotta like run the table and get as many points as possible from here. Nope, I actually, I you smoke me. you for your whole team in like five rounds. Right, it's real bad. Yeah, then I feel bad for you a little bit, but then I gotta like, okay, well now I'm one and one. Now I gotta run with it. I think that was the one where I uh, I lost to Paris's dad at the end. I think so too. No, that was. Yeah, and like if I had destroyed that object, I would have won, and I I didn't even like. You didn't even realize it. Yeah. Uh, like I was looking at the map the whole time, and I was like, man, like that thing's there. That's worth eight points, and like just I kept it, saying it and not doing anything clicking. about it. Clicking, like yeah, like I think I was even trying to tell myself to do it, and like you just didn't do it. Never dawned on me. Um. All right. With that, we're gonna jump out of here. That was our nerd thug sports segment of the nerd thug sports. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna talk NBA playoffs uh, and maybe some other stuff. We'll let you know. Nerd thug sports. <laughs> Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations: one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children. And senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> What's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is... is... Little brother, Nico. Just drawing it out, in case no one knew. 
Right. Who is with me? You never know. Could be a surprise. We are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Accurate. And, uh, yeah, you can check us out on Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio, NerdThugRadio.com. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, let's get to the, to the, to the big stuff here. The meat. The meat. The meat of the sandwich here. We've been nibbling away from both ends. The NBA playoffs. Oh, no. Um, so the Rockets obviously got eliminated. Oh, no. That's really sad. It is really sad. It's upsetting. And now, um, Golden State has swept the Portland Trailblazers. 4-0. Ugh. Swept. Ugh. It's bad. It's not a good... And there were some people who really liked the so Kevin Durant's been out with a calf injury, and so so there were some people who were like, well, Dame Lillard and C.J. McConnell can really match up against uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, and so they're like, yeah, maybe. The Blazers do have a, a third player, but he broke his leg about a month before the playoffs. Oh, the big sad. And so, it's this isn't this this isn't the Portland team that they would like to have in the Western Conference Finals, but getting swept is not a good thing. Nope. Because um, it means you didn't even try. Nah, I mean, I don't know. Well, you didn't try, but yeah. it doesn't look good. Cause it just it looks doesn't. Like it looks bad. It makes you look bad. That's 100%. Like, it's it's not a good look to get swept. But the Warriors are just so dominant. Like, there's just no way around it, right? Like, the Warriors just, they just win games. Like, that's what they do. Um... Also, the Warriors looked better without Kevin Durant, which is a frustrating thing. Um, their roster is probably overall better with Kevin Durant healthy, but without him, the team plays better. And that's a little annoying. Like, everything just works better. Right. And so it's just kind of a really interesting thing to see these, like... It's sort of like the Cavaliers back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to know, like, is Toronto just going to completely blow up the team and then LeBron leaves the East? So, like, for the Rockets, what options do they have? And the answer is they don't have a lot of options. They really don't. Nope. Um, this team is kind of locked in for the next several years. Uh, the Capella, Harden, Chris Paul trio, I'm, at least for the next two years, is not going anywhere. For sure, um, I I I don't know what really what moves can be made. There might be an Eric Gordon trade or something along those lines, but there's really nothing you could do otherwise with this with this team. You're kind of stuck where you are with them. Um, and right now in the East, though, it's two two between uh, Milwaukee and Toronto. Lebronto. Lebronto. Kawhi Leonard is. He's limping around, but they say he says he's fine. Kyle Lowry. He says he's fine. He's gonna he's gonna play through like our like our UCLA girl. He's gonna play through no matter what. Ky, uh, Kawhi Leonard has been having just an, the exact kind of postseason you want to have if you're going to be a free agent. He's been having easily a three hundred million dollar postseason. Nice. Like, so if he doesn't stay in Toronto, he's gonna get a lot of money wherever he goes. That's just gonna be the reality of that. Which is good. For him, I mean, I'm I'm happy for him. He he went through a lot in San Antonio. He had an injury that he wasn't happy with how he felt, and the San Antonio doctors were saying that he was healthy, 
And he's like, but I don't feel right. And so his people were like, listen, if they're just going to shove you out there, then we're not going to do it. Like, we're not going to go. And so he asked to leave when the season was over, and he didn't play at all last year for them, and gets traded to Toronto, and here he is. Here he is. It's really a toss-up to me, because coming into, after the first two games, Milwaukee looked so good Mm -hmm. that I couldn't envision Toronto even winning a game. Then even game three, they win it, but it goes to double overtime to win, and Antetokounmpo, he doesn't have, it wasn't even a very good game from him. So all of a sudden you're like, well, if Antetokounmpo just plays Better. normal, right, th- and Toronto doesn't have double overtime, then surely, but Toronto wins Game Four, uh, well in hand, like they, they win. I think it was by over ten, and so now all of a sudden you're left to look at it and go, well, well now what? Now what do I do? <laughs> this series is going to go seven games, which is great for Golden State. Right. Golden State gets to sit back. They just get to watch the games. They're not worried. No. They're going to they're gonna watch these games, and they're going to just be scouting both teams. Hey, what does Toronto do that works against Antetokounmpo? Hey, what does Milwaukee do that works against Kawhi and Kyle Lowry? And they're just going to sit back and watch and, and enjoy this opportunity to rest and participate. Rest, rest and observe. Right. Uh, we also have to touch on Drake, the Drake factor. The Drake factor. He has been on the sidelines of this entire playoff series, and like, he's breaking some rules by like, he's touching coaches. Um, Ooh, I don't like that. There's a famous picture where he's like rubbing the shoulders of uh of the Bucks coach at one point mm. on the sidelines. Uh, he's sort of in this weird space between fan and celebrity. And it kind of feels like they're letting him get away with stuff that if I walked on the court and did... You would get thrown out and banned. And I'd be tased. Right. I would be absolutely tased, which is weird because I'm a celebrity. I'm a big deal. I mean, you are. I, I don't argue that. But now they're tasing people. Like <laughs> They're not tasing Drake. They're not tasing Drake, though. So Drake is walking around, touching coaches, and just being a fool. Um, also, typically when you lose for a team, they lose. So Go away, Drake. Yeah, like neither team is excited about it. Like neither team is like, yeah, we want Drake on the sidelines. So overall, it's definitely it's definitely a weird thing. Um, So how much time we got here? We got a whole three minutes. Okay, cool. Um, one other thing I did want to talk about is uh, esports. Ooh, yeah, I, man, I love watching the esports stuff. Uh, Overwatch just had their All Star uh, event last weekend. Mm-hmm. This weekend they're having their. It's called the Contenders League. It's basically their minor league. Okay, that's fine. Overwatch does a really, really interesting thing where they're not just focused on the highest level on of just having a league. It's not. It's not enough for them to just be. A league. It's like multifaceted. They know that if you're not constantly bringing in new talent and developing talent and giving people opportunities, and they also know that that esports is a is a is a large gaming market. Right. They know that there's more than just one outlet for Overwatch leagues, so they have what they call a contenders league. There's a bunch of teams in it, and teams are allowed to do like club format, like they do for other esports. Overwatch League directly is 
city-based franchises. They're the only esports event that does it this way. They're kind of more traditionally sports formatted than anything else. And so the interesting thing is the Contenders League, while it's still location-based, you can you can have like those management teams, those management like profiles, like uh, <sighs> DreamHack is like a name of a like a, a management group that runs a bunch of esports teams in different leagues and stuff like that, and so there could be a DreamHack Contenders League team, but and the Overwatch League itself and the majors that that doesn't exist, but it just creates more opportunity for players to play to get known, to be scouted, to be seen. It gives them more opportunity. Um, but so that was, that's this weekend. It's the 2019 Pacific Showdown, and it's two teams from China, two teams from South Korea, a team from Australia, and a team from... They just took a conglomerate of players, and they made a team, and it's from the Asian Pacific. Nice. Very broad. Right. They're called the Asian Pacific Talons. And there's like an eagle like in the logo, like in the A. Uh, and they're just 100% Asian Pacific. That's just... Nice. They're not, they're not a country. They're not affiliated with anybody. Asian Pacific. So there's two just Chinese teams, two South Korean, Australian, and then the Asian Pacific Talons. Perfect. And these six teams are going to play in a, uh, in a tournament this weekend. That's exciting. It is. It's kind of neat. Uh, and then starting... I think the next, I think it's the second weekend of June, the Overwatch League comes back for stage three. Excellent. Well, we're not in. Yeah, right. Well, we'll, no, 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 no. The stages we all are in. Oh, okay. So we're back in. We're back in, but when the playoffs start, we're, we're, we're not in. We won't be in it again. Watch us sweep. Watch, we just, we just turn it around. Listen, I'd love it. I'd be thrilled. I would be thrilled, but we'd have to win a lot of them because we've only got, I think, two wins for the season so far. Ooh. So to get back in the playoffs, we need to win. Literally all of them. Yeah, like we need, to, we need to go on a pretty good run. We need to go undefeated forever. And considering we're in the middle of an ownership cell and we haven't made any roster adjustments and we haven't upgraded our coaching team, seems Probably unlikely. Probably not. Seems unlikely. Um. All right, so with all that, uh, you give me the wrap-up, I guess. Yeah, man, fortunately. All right, all right. so uh, everybody, thanks for listening. This is Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1. Make sure to go to the Facebook page. Uh, hang out with us, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. On behalf of Nico DLG, I am Corey DLG, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Make sure to check out the Patreon page, patreon.com backslash nerdthugradio. Mm.